When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Pick'ems Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Pugaga, and as always, I'm joined by Sean Patrick Foley. Sean, we're week 11. We got two more regular season Pick'ems left, and there you are, sitting in second place. I think this is the furthest we've gone into the season with you this high in the standings. I've never been up there, but you're only a game back. Hello, all. Uh, yeah, just a. Am I a game back? I don't even. Where are the standings here? Oh, they're the, yesterday's well, email. Oh, get, get uh, the standings here. All right, so the standings obviously came out late because the Weston Notre Dame Fairfield game got moved to Monday night. Uh, right now, the overall standings: Mike Fornabio leads the way at seventy and thirty. We are a hundred games in. Uh, Bowley and McNamee tied at second with 69 and 31. Stewart in fourth at 68 and 32. Morelli in fifth at 66 and 34. I'm in sixth. Barker's in seventh. Brecklin's in eighth. Erickson's in ninth. And the eight ball is an even 50 and 50. So we got 10 more games to pick today. 20 games to pick for Thanksgiving. Then we have 24 quarterfinal games to pick. 12 semifinal games to pick and six championship games to pick. So still a lot of time to uh, to kind of move around. I mean, you know, the 20 Thanksgiving games, a lot of them are crapshoots. You know, a lot of them are coin flips. The quarterfinals, um, you know, the playoffs is kind of weird sometimes as well. So still a lot of movement, but I think, and I could be wrong, if you've the years that we've done it, as long as you finish in like the top two or within a game or two or first place, you usually win. Uh, so I need to make a big push if I'm going to even have a chance to win the championship this year, though. Sean, how, how far are back you? Are you? I am five games back. And I'm behind Forno? Yeah, you're back by a game. Mm. All right. We went six and four last week. Forno picked West and you picked Notre Dame. Nice job, Notre Dame. Three nothing. Oof, my goodness. You also picked Middletown. I did? Yep. Oh, Weathersfield. Oh, Middletown, I should say. Missing an extra point, I guess. 
Oh well, what are you? you can't win them all, right? So no. Let's, let's get going. Let's let, let's attempt to do just let's that. Let's dive in. Yes, it's a thin week this week. There were only, I believe, 22 games to choose from. 21 full games to choose from. Woodstock and Enfield are continuing their game from earlier in this season. So really, we're picking half of the games this week. We're going to start up in the top of the state like we always do up in the CCC. Big game, Middletown, 6-3, and three, heading to Berlin to play the 9-0 Redcoats. Uh but I'm correct, and Sean Bowley, please correct me about the playoff stuff because you've been doing, you and Forno have been doing a lot of the math, though. Middletown still has a chance, kind of a far chance. They still have a chance to make the playoffs here, and Berlin has already clinched the number one seed in their division, right? Yeah, it's basically right. Uh, and Berlin is an M, and Middletown is in double M. And Middletown, if they can beat Berlin, they're going to get a lot of points, and therefore they're probably going to need one or two of the teams ahead of them, probably just one of the teams ahead of them to lose. Maybe that's Windsor against Bloomfield this week, or maybe that's Massac against uh, Newtown. That probably would take their one. The Massac win is going to be a lot, a lot closer. Um, but, uh, you know, it's certainly, they win that game, they'll be right in position to maybe get a, get a playoff spot, I think, for the first time since 2014. Yeah, but it starts with a win in this game. Yes. Otherwise, yeah, you lose this, you're done. All right, well, we saw Middletown this weekend against Weathersfield. We saw no offense. It was 0-0 at halftime. Yeah, it was an offense. And uh, now Middletown going up against Berlin. Now Berlin's been in CCC Tier 3 this year. They are an M school. Middletown's a bigger school. I think this might be the biggest school that Berlin is facing in the CCC this year. I think I mentioned this earlier. This, I think, is the biggest game for Berlin on their schedule. Like, when they got to the second half of the year, if they wanted to go undefeated. Um... Sean, I'll let you go first. You know, what you saw with Middletown, what's on the line? Do you think they could knock off Berlin uh, to at least enhance their uh, playoff chances? Uh, they can, but in this case, they won't. I think Berlin uh, is kind of feeling like everyone's kind of picking against them here from, from weeks out. They were all looking at Middletown saying, oh, I think Middletown could beat Berlin. I think Berlin wants to show everybody that, no, no, they're not, you know, we're, we're going to run the table as predicted and uh, we'll be fine. But uh you know, I just think Middletown's best days are ahead of it. They're a pretty young team, um, you know, so this run, there will be a lot of lessons to be learned here from them. But I think Berlin takes care of business. I'm going with the Redcoats. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Redcoats, too. They, you know, they are, have been playing opponents that they should have beaten, but they are beating them convincingly. So that's always a good sign. Lorenzo Mille is playing well. Yeah. They have like five different running backs who can move the ball. My guy, Josh Grimm, uh, helping lead that defense. Uh, I think the Berlin, I think the, Berlin might be the only non-tech school. No, no, never mind. SMSA is 9-0 as well. Never mind. But either way, I think Berlin's going to go. Is that a tech school? I don't even think that is. No, they're, well, they're in the Pequot Conference. So, uh, But Berlin, I guess, of the bigger conferences, I think is the only uh, undefeated team left. Wild. So, yeah. So I'm going to go with Berlin as well. And, they're, and West Haven. I apologize to West Haven. Not that I need to give them any more reason to dislike me, but um, but Berlin's ten and zero, and they're not even in the poll. I got a text from um, former roommate of mine from co- uh, college who lives in Berlin, who lives in Berlin now, and he's like, "Pete, why are they not ranked? If they win next week, are they going to be ranked?" I'm like, "Maybe," uh, but Maybe. but anyway. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so all right, we're going both going with Berlin. We're going to stay in the CCC. We got East Hartford at 2-7 and seven going to Manchester to play the Red Hawks, who are 3-6. and six. 
Um, like I said, thin week this week. A lot of it is, you know, take your best guess and not take your best guess, but look at some crossovers, look at the different things that can apply to these games. And I look at East Hartford. I mean, East Hartford is a tier one program in the CCC. They've played Maloney. They played Glastonbury. Trumbull was their alliance game. Conard, Southington, New Britain, Newington, Hall, Simsbury. I mean, those are some big, big schools. And you got Manchester playing in, uh, I believe, SCC Tier 2 because the CIAC tier system is wrong. They have Platin Tier 2 instead of being in Tier 3. Manchester's in Tier 3 instead of being in Tier 2. So it gets a little confusing. Um, But, you know, look, East Hartford might not have the wins. They played Maloney really well in the opener in the first half. Um, they played Connard really well, lost by three, put 20 on Southington, put 25 on New Britain, lost by a point, lost by a touchdown to Newington. You know, they're young. They're, you know, they're young. They're athletic. Uh, I'm going with the Hornets. I like East Hartford. Coach Rich Milton, you know, he's always gets his guys up. And uh, I think this hard schedule is going to pay off uh, to end on a high note, a two-game win streak uh, for East Hartford. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, East Hartford as well. I think. Mean, They've been just maybe a little bit more competitive than all, all, all these losses they've had this year and probably playing against some of the better schools um, rather than Manchester. I mean, listen, Manchester has just been, has been almost as competitive or if not about similar, but I just think East Harvard's schedule is just a little bit better. I'm going to go with the Hornets. All right. Now we're going to go to the SEC. We've got a nice little SC, rare kind of SEC, non, you know, playing the week before Thanksgiving game but we got east haven coming in at two and six and they're going to play guilford the grizzlies are five and three coming off a one point loss to foreign uh two weeks ago um heartbreaking loss for guilford they were down big in that game came all the way back i believe they went for two and didn't get it foreign held to remain undefeated We've talked about Guilford a lot on this on this show. We picked them often. Close loss to Fitch. They lost to West Haven, who's a really good team. And they lost to Foreign, who's 9-0. Wins against Lyman Hall Bassick. They beat Jonathan Law, who's 8-1. And beat Woodstock Academy, who's 4-4. Four and, four. Uh, and then East Haven, kind of a little bit, you know, on down. They're down this year. Uh, they're on a currently a four-game losing streak after starting the season 3-1. and one. Uh, I'm sorry, three and one. They started the season two and two. My L's look like W's. Um, but it's an SEC game. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, again, I'm going to go Guilford. Uh, I like Mike O'Brien. Uh, Hilbert's a, a good quarterback, too. Um, you know, I, I don't think Gilbert, uh, Gilbert, I don't think Guilford has uh, a big shot with the playoffs here, but man, they, they just play so well under um, Anthony Salvati that uh, I just think one of these years they're going to be able to break through. Who do you got, Sean? I'm going to go with Guilford, too. I think that's a no-brainer there. You know, East Haven's just not ready for prime time just yet. You know, they're, they've been competitive against some of the, uh, the teams kind of around their, their win level. But uh, Guilford was kind of a contender in SEC Tier 3, um, you know, uh, until they kind of got run over, I guess, by uh, who was that? West Haven. Uh, West you know, no, not West Haven. They got uh, they beat Law, which was big, and then well, they didn't get run over by Law, but uh, by Foreign. But they were down three TDs against Foreign and had to come back in that one. So 
Uh, they're really competitive regardless. And uh, East Haven just, uh, you know, has been struggling the last uh, few years. It's been a while. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with the uh, Grizzlies. All right. Now we're going to go over to the tech school. And we got ATI, 7-1. and one. Uh, you know, I feel like, playoffs. Yeah, already clinched the playoff spot. Shout out Chris Pace. Um, well. And, you know, ATI is a team that we really haven't talked about a lot in the CTC, right? We've talked about Thames River. Right, they have all, you know, they, they added the Outlaw Brothers, Seth Cunningham. Like, we expected them to do big things. Northwest United, 7-3 last year uh, with, you know, the adding of Nanawag. They're undefeated now. But then you have ATI here who lost their opener to Brookfield and then have gone on to win seven straight games. Yeah. And to be honest, you take away that Brookfield game, they've allowed 13, you know, 20, 28 points all year on defense. And then on the flip side... You know, and, and talk about ATI, you can't talk about ATI without talking about Justin Defonce. I mean, that kid is just an absolute all-around stud uh, for ATI. And then over Wilcox, Wilcox Kaner, they're 4-4. Four and four. I mean, this is a really good year for this program. Uh, they added Kaner Tech last year. Um, but this is a good program, and regardless of the win here, I mean, a win here does wonders for them, but... You know, they still have Thanksgiving. They could finish 500 for the first time since, like, 2007, I believe it is. Really? Um, yeah, like, right at that 500 level, uh, right at the beginning of the program. I believe it's 2007. I might be off by a year or two, but I was doing it for the Thanksgiving capsules because I played VG Tech uh, the night before. So. Well, that that assumes they will lose one of these games here, Pete. So. Well, I'm saying is, like, a win here guarantees them 500. Oh, yeah. If they lose here. They have a chance to be 500 the week after, which I think just saying it's a very good year for this program uh, yeah, that normally good. has been Got like it. in JV varsity, JV varsity. They um, took Northwest United to the brink. They lost, only lost by four. Um, they've actually played them twice. The second time they only lost by four. And then uh, the first time it was only a two TD game, you know, Northwest United been, been handling teams, you know, Lyman Hall was, you know, they, they lost 40 to 14, but ever, other than that, you know, two losses in Northwest United, they were close, and that's basically the bulk of their losses. Then you have Thames River, so they're not. They beat Cheney by uh, an OT. They beat O'Brien Tech. Um, you know, they beat Platt Tech, which is not terrible. You know, and now they got ATI here. Would I, I would be I wouldn't be surprised if they beat ATI. But you know, that said, I I think ATI is just on a huge roll right now. I mean, seven wins. I don't see this any abating anytime soon. They're rolling into the playoffs in Class M. I'm going with the uh, Wolverines. Yeah, I'm going with the Wolverines as well. Um, Justin Defonce is going to be the best player on the field. Yeah. When you have, when you have the best player on the field, it, it adds uh, a lot of things into your favor. And Especially, Chris, you know, this level, yeah. Yeah, and Chris Pace does a really good job of getting the ball in his hands and his playmaker's hands and letting him, you know, do the dirty work. All right, we're staying in the CTC. We're both going with ATI. We got Plat Tech 3 and 4. Okay, I'm sorry. Plat Tech is 3 and 5. They played... Um, on Saturday, I never updated this. So they're three and five, and they're playing, excuse me, Northwest United, who is eight and oh. Um, you know, we talked about Northwest United a lot on the show. They're having a really good year. Uh, the addition of Nanawak has done wonders for this program. Uh, they went seven and three last year. They're eight and oh. They're on the brink of clinching a playoff spot for the first time. Obviously, first time as a co op, but it would be the first time in the playoffs for any Wolkatech football players. Any Nanawag football players, uh, I believe any Wamogo, Litchfield, I don't think Litchfield's had football. 
Um, so I think it really would be the first time for any of those schools included in the co-op to actually go to the playoffs. Um, so it's a big deal if they can win and clinch. And then on the other side, you got Platt Tech. They're three and five. Losses to Cheney, ATI, uh, Bullard, Wilcox, who we just talked about, and, of course, Thames River, who's just running everybody over in the CTC. Sean, I think I know where you're going with this one. Uh, I'm going to go first. I'll jump out. I'm going with Northwest United. I got to see uh, the workhorses. Uh, ben Roden, I, I'm just impressed by. He's just such a good athlete uh, under center for Coach Garzone. And, uh, you know, I think I think they're going to roll. I think, I think Northwest United, I think that sets up a great – if ATI wins and Northwest United wins, I think that sets up a great Thanksgiving Eve matchup between 8-1 ATI and 9-0. Northwest United, which we'll probably pick next week as well. But just quickly, I'm going to go with Northwest United. Yeah, I'm not going to deviate from that. They're on a roll, too, just like ATI. Um, you know, could there be a surprise? Certainly. Uh, but uh, they're playing great. They've scored more than 30 points in the last three games. Um, you know, four, 36, 54, 40. Uh, you know, and then they're just obviously the class of the league, one of the class of the league. So I'm going to go with them. All right. Me as well. So we're going to go to the Pequot. We got North Brantford coming in at four and four. They're playing Morgan, uh, who is two and six. For North Brantford, we, we like them. We, we were hyping them up at the beginning of the year. Tommy Hansen, their sophomore running back, is a, is a really good player. Uh, they came out lost by only six to Valley Regional, and that loss looks a lot better you know, as the year has gone on because Valley has had such a great season. Uh, lost to Cromwell Portland, lost to SMSA Co-op, and a one-point loss to Haddam Killingworth. I mean, you know, depend on the, which way the points go, but Valley's probably getting in. Cromwell, I believe, is already in. SMA's already in. And I think HK has a shot to get in. So those are four playoff teams on their schedule that they've played really well against. Um, they also lost Tommy Hansen to an injury after the Cromwell game. He is back. And North Brantford's rolling with wins over Capital and Windsor Locks the last two weeks. Morgan, kind of a down year. Drew Nye graduated. Uh, Alex Fratamico graduated. Uh, the double, the double G's. Uh, Garbowski, I believe the other was the other wide receiver. He graduated. Um, Morgan did beat Adam Killingworth early in the year uh, by seven, and they have a win over Coggenshog. But they've kind of, you know, their last four games they. Lost to Rockville, lost to Grand Buchanan, lost to Ellington. All playoff teams lost to Cromwell, Portland, and Valley Regional. So, tough. I mean, that's a tough, tough schedule for Morgan on that side. Um, you know, Sean, who, who do you got? Is it is it Hanson? Hanson and uh, and the rest of the, uh, what are they, the Thunder, the Thunderbirds? The T-Birds, yeah, T-Birds. just like uh, Greece. <laughs> right. I, w- I was Kanicki in the first grade play of Greece at my school. Look at that. All right. I used to, when I was five years old, I would create grease lightning out of the pillow cushions of my mom's couch. <laughs> and I would stand on the coffee table and go, grease lightning. Anyway. Anyway, uh, it's a little TMI, folks. A five, four-year-old Sean. Anyway, uh, I, I it's it's tough. Like you said, North Brantford's been, uh, you know, one of those teams that, uh, you know, didn't quite uh, – live up to our advanced billing of it. I mean, I was, uh, I mean, a lot of that had to do with some key injuries and some spot. And once you do that with a team that, uh, 
doesn't have a lot of guys to begin with. It becomes a little bit tough. Crumble Portland, SMSA, had him killing with three straight losses right there. That's pretty tough. And, clear. and also, the, 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 one, the first game of the season, that was really tough. But, you know, I think they'll be able to score a lot here. Uh, Morgan likes to get itself into shoot, shootouts. Uh, and uh, that's probably not. And I think North Bradford's defense is very good. I mean, yeah, they allowed a lot. They lost those games. 34 to SMSA, which is just a juggernaut. And Cromwell Portland, you know, only four TDs. Their defense is pretty good considering. So I'm going to go with the T-Birds. I think they're uh, going to make a little move here and maybe at least, at least finish the season on a high. Yeah, I think, I mean, if they could beat Morgan and will probably beat Cogginshog, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, six and four. I believe they have a handful of guys coming back, including uh, Tommy Hansen, who we who we spoke about. I think this puts them in a really good spot going forward. I'm also going with North Brantford. We're going to stay in the Pequot, one of my favorite games of the season. We got Stafford Co-op. They're going in at three and five. They're going to Rockville play the Rams who are six and two the rock the Rockville the Rams are coming off a huge win over Cromwell Portland 21-14 ending Cromwell Portland's like 22 game win streak uh, was the longest win streak in the state um, it was crazy we lost Cromwell Portland and Maloney lost the same day the two longest win streaks in the state gone within minutes of each other hmm. um and, you know, obviously we've talked about it. We've had both these coaches on the meat grinder before and Brian Mazzone and Eric Knickerbocker. We know their story. We know their personal re- relationship. They were on coaching staffs together. They came up together coaching at Ellington under Keith Talkis. Um, it's always fun when these two teams meet because of that personal relationship. Um, so, and it's always a good one to cover. I've covered it, I believe, the last couple of years. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make the trip up this year because it's Friday and we got say championships, but um, always a fun one. And Stafford too. I mean, look, they're three and five, you know, they played Valley. Well, they played SMSA Ellington, you know, uh, that they lost in overtime to North Brantford. They got guys. Gavin Mills is, is really good. He was an athlete of the week nominee a couple of weeks ago. Then um, obviously Rockville, Malachi Mop, Hassan Green. Uh, they got dudes. Uh, I'm going to go with Rockville in this. I mean, you were at the game last year, Sean, when um, oh yeah, when Stafford thumped Rockville, and then Rockville, like I mean, thumped them, put up like a forty-two spot. Uh, I know that that aided Eric for a while, and the team was able to rally, win out, and go to the Class M finals. But I just think this year might not be Stafford's best year, so I think Rockville's got this one. What about you? Yeah, who was that? Logan, right? Or Logan, Logan Briggs. Briggs? Yeah, it yeah, was Logan Briggs and Mark McLaughlin. Yeah, McLaughlin. They went wild uh, at, uh, I believe that was at Stafford. Yep. Um, and uh, but now they're going back to the, the fast track at uh, at Rockville. You know, just uh, put itself into the state playoffs with a big win over uh, Cromwell Portland. That's got to give them a little bit of comp, a little bit, a lot of confidence. So they put sky or high. I'm going with the Rams. No doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, you even look at Rockville's losses. One point loss to SMSA. I was there. Um, and then, you know, they lost to Granby Canton, who's a really good team. They lost to him by 24. Um, you know, kind of reminds me a lot of that loss to Stafford last year, where you kind of just shook your head like, not surprised Rockville lost to Granby. Surprised they lost by that much. Yeah. Um, but since then, they've won three in a row, including a huge win over Cromwell Portland, a really good Cromwell Portland team. 
All right, we're going to go back to the CCC. You covered this game last year. It's like a Thanksgiving rivalry the week before, but four and five Hall going to Connard, uh, who is the Red Wolves are three and six. I believe this is called the Mayor's Cup or the Mayor's, Mayor's Trophy. Cup. Uh, yes, the Mayor's Cup. Uh, you know, it's a big game. It, it's a big game. They play the Saturday of state championships, so it's always hard to, to get coverage to go. But uh, always just one that you circle on the calendar at the beginning of the year that's going to be, you know, a dogfight. I mean, these are teams that the team with the winning wreck, the best, the better record doesn't always walk out of there uh, with the victory. Uh, you know, but Sean, you uh, you covered that game last year. Just give us a little background and, and kind of the atmosphere of uh, of how that game was last year. Uh, I mean, it's it's a it's like a Thanksgiving Day game. Um, that's you know, the the whole town shows up, everyone comes out, and the reason why they don't they would don't play it on Thanksgiving is because I think Frank Robinson was just like, it's a day that's a day we want to set aside and keep for fam- keep sacred for families. You know, I mean, I don't necessarily agree. I think you can kind of have a, a great day with families, even if you do have a game in the morning. But you know, that that's that's their thing. They play it that weekend. It's a really busy Saturday, which is the only th- problem with it. I wouldn't mind if we ended the regular season there. Maybe everybody else did because it seems like you know at least give us another week or so to start the playoffs. Maybe just a tad earlier uh, if we really wanted to. If that was the way it goes, I know there are a few guys who are ready to chop my head off just for even mentioning that because uh thanksgiving is such a you know is sacred here and and i agree i i I, you know i'm just talking about compromises though you're still kind of on thanksgiving weekend you play it on that day but the problem you also have yale harvard that day you know not that everyone's rushing up to see yale harvard but that's a big day a big college day too and you know that that's kind of tough to ask everybody to you know go to a game and i don't know i wouldn't i actually wouldn't mind that if we ended our, our season this weekend um, but our regular season, that is. Then you have another week. Then you can actually legitimate three rounds, right? Yep. Um, you know, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, I'm going to go with uh, – do you mind if I make a pick now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Hall here. Um, you know, Connor played well, played well last year, but uh, Hall with its, all those guys and going to the playoffs and all that stuff, they were able to pull it out. But, you know, I think they've been playing pretty well this, this season, even though it's not been – play well of late this season even though they had a rough start um you know i'm just gonna go i'm just i just feel like i'm gonna stick with hall yeah i'm gonna go with hall as well uh you know their rough start they they lost four in a row to open right they lost to ludlow lost to southington lost to ridgefield by two lost to maloney then they beat glastonbury but they beat glastonbury and that was glastonbury by 18 lost to weathersfield who is eight and one uh probably going to be a playoff team and then three straight wins, Simsbury, East Hartford, Newington. They've allowed 16 points in their last three games. And then on the flip side, Connard has lost three games in a row heading into this, scoring 21 against Southington. That's their last three touchdowns. Uh, that's their only three touchdowns of the month of November. Um, so I'm going to go with Hall as well. I think they, uh, they, they, they win. They take home the Mayor's Cup um, this season as well. All right, we're sticking in the CCC. If you listen to the Meek Grinder, you know what game we're picking. We got Windsor, who is six and three. They're going to Bloomfield, who is seven and two. Sean, you saw Bloomfield last week. Um, Bloomfield seven and two. They have losses to Killingly, uh, where they blew a lead late in the second half. They lost to Berlin, where they blew a big lead late in the second half. Then they beat Platt last week after blowing a 27-point lead in the second half. Windsor losses to 
Weathersfield by one, Shelton by one, and Southington by three. Um, they're six and three. Uh, we had Coach Fleet, Coach Fleeting on the show. He just won his 200th game last week. They beat South Windsor 44 nothing. One of the things in the interview I brought up is he has never finished under 500 as a coach. They went five and five once. That was it when he was at Weaver. Like, as a head coach, he's never finished under 500. Yeah. Uh, obviously, clinched that uh, two weeks ago when they beat Enfield, but they're six and three. I believe they win in their in uh, for the postseason. They control a lot of their destiny. Uh, great interview. So go check out the meat grinder with Coach Fleeting. Uh, it was really fun. I, I picked against Bloomfield last week, and, and they made me eat it um, when Bloomfield beat Platt, though I still was confident in my pick, and Platt, you know, gave me a little bit of something to uh, to to root for as that game was going on. But uh, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to go with Windsor. Um, yeah, I'm really going to go with Windsor. I think, you know, I, I just – guy like Coach Fle- Chili, Chili, uh, Chili White. White. I almost, I almost did Chili Davis. Davis. I almost did Chili Davis again. Uh, they got guys. They – they just a, and you know what? Maybe size plays a factor into this game. You know, uh, Outlaw told you at the end of the game, this team's young. They kind of get tired at the end of games, or have been. Uh, they they were able to pull out the plat game. They got great athletes at Bloomfield, uh, and they're a really good team. But I'm gonna go with Windsor in this one. I think Windsor goes to seven three. Sean. This is a really tough one. Athletes everywhere. You have White with for Windsor and, and what they bring. You have that cadre, receivers, and defensive back that Bloomfield is really good. You have, I mean, starting with Kerr, Davian Kerr and his brother, Davion Kerr with an O. Uh, Davian Kerr might be the might be the leader of the bunch. Uh, but the only guys you have Simpson, and you have Jade Johnson. Uh, they're just lots of talented guys out there for Darian Foster to get the, the ball to, and plus they have a bowling ball. Uh, at, at running back number forty-four, I think uh, Rodriguez or, or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, but uh, but they're just they got a lot of athletes. You know, there's just so many guys, and it's hard to keep track of them all. But uh, you know, I uh, I'm gonna I really want to think I'm gonna go with Bloomfield. I I really? was gonna go with Windsor, but you know, uh, and I and I think you know Windsor probably still wins, but. Uh, but definitely Bloomfield, uh, just so many weapons, and it's hard for me. If they just make sure they maintain a lead, I think they're going to be in a good spot. But overall, I think this is a tremendous matchup. It's going it's to be a crowded day uh, up there, and it'll be a crowded games all, all all weekend long with the state championships going on. But uh, if you're looking for a game, you can't get much better than this. Uh, Bloomfield and Windsor. Uh, I'm just going to go with the Warhawks just because you went with Windsor. That's really what it is. All right. We're going to go uh, to the last one. We got uh, Simsbury, three and six. They are playing host to the new kids. Uh, I'm going to call them new kids on the block. We got seven and two Glastonbury, the Guardians, with a huge statement win last week, beating Maloney right after they were named the number one team in the state. Uh, Glastonbury, we, we talked about them at Lake on this show. They started the season four and oh, not a super difficult schedule to start. Then they lost to Hall by 18, and it was like, oh, I don't know about this team. Like, might all just be, you know, beating up on on lesser opponents. They beat Southington. Then they lose to, uh, they beat South Windsor, lose to Southington, beat Connard, and then beat Maloney to clinch a spot in the playoffs. Jack Patron is legit. He is the real deal uh, for the Guardians. 
Um, I wish more people knew about him. Put your stats on max preps, please, or send in box scores to info at gametimect.com. Uh, please, Glastonbury. Uh, we have some postseason things that we need to select, and we need numbers in front of us. All right. They got Simsbury. Simsbury is three and six. Simsbury has lost three straight games. They lost to Hall, lost to Newington, lost to East Hartford. Newington game was by three. East Hartford game was by two. They're playing in close games, not able to win them. Um, Simsbury also has losses to North Haven, Maloney, Southington. Um, so kind of a little top-heavy schedule there. Sean, I'll let you go first on this. Does Glastonbury keep the good feelings going, going into the playoffs, or will they fall into maybe a similar trap as Maloney? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, Glastonbury is going to seal the deal here. And, you know, they kind of you want to avoid, and I think it's going to be Greenwich unless Greenwich loses to Staples, which is certainly possible. Um, I mean, it's kind of a damn if you do, damn if you don't think, but you don't want to lose this game to face the top seed. It's the top seed. It happens to be West Haven. Um, you don't want to face them. You want to kind of stay away. It's clear from them. But then there's also Southington sitting there and probably at number three or four. And So I guess you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't. But you don't want to lose this game. You want to get as possible and, you know, see where the chips fall. But I'm going to go with Glass and Barry here. As uh, soon as lost last week, uh, you know, it was a little disconcerting. They were kind of in the running a little bit, but uh, I guess not. So I'm going to go with the, I'm going to go with the Guardians there, Pete. All right. I'm going to uh, agree with you. I'm going to go with the Guardians as well. I think Jack Patron is one of the better players in the state that, you know, we don't talk about enough because we don't know his stats. Anyway, I'm going to stop doing that, but I'm going to go with Glastonbury. That's going to wrap it up for week 11. Next week, we'll be back. This show is coming out Thursday. Next week, we will be back Monday because Thanksgiving, we're picking 20 games for Thanksgiving. So we're going to record on Monday, hopefully be able to drop it Monday night or Tuesday morning. Uh, Sean and I have to figure that out, but we're going to have 20 games to pick from. It might be a little bit longer of a show, or we'll run through them really quickly. All right. So, as always, I'm your host, Pete Paguaga, for Sean Patrick Foley. We'll see you all out there. Have a great week. Bye. Peace.